Hello and welcome to the Self-Improvement Book Club with Rachel. Today is Workbook Wednesday. How fun! And the workbook that we are going to be talking about is The Gifts of Imperfection by Benet Brown. A lot of really good self-help books have a workbook with them where you can apply skills to your everyday life from the book. So I thought I'd try a little spin and do a workbook instead of a book book today. So I will summarize chapter one for you and then we'll go into the workbook questions. So the title of chapter one is Courage, Compassion, and Connection. So these are some of the words we're going to be focusing on. Benet Brown says the key concepts for learning courage, compassion, and connection is to practice. You learn to improve your courage and compassion and being able to connect with others and reach out to them by practicing, practicing, practicing. So we all know Benet Brown is an expert research in shame and Really quick to recap the attributes of shame. Shame hates to be revealed and shame thrives in secrecy. If you think about that, think about a time when you felt shame. Did you want to go broadcast it everywhere or did you want to tell no one, pretend it didn't happen and just bury it inside of you? Similar with feeling embarrassed, you typically don't want to tell people, hey, I just trip and I just tripped and I fell and that I hit my head and oh my gosh, everyone saw. Like these are the things we can feel embarrassed about. Or if you did something outside of your normal values, you hurt someone else, maybe even on purpose, you feel really bad about that. You don't tell anyone and you keep it inside. And that, and that gets stuck in you. And what Benet Brown is saying, if you share it with someone who's compassionate and that you connect with and that empathizes, then that actually helps the shame leave you, heals it, and you feel more connected with the other person that you shared that with, with the right person. So Benet goes in to talk about the people you should avoid sharing your shame with. So one person is the friend who hears your story and feels ashamed for you so bad that you end up having to comfort them, right? This started to be about me, but then it became about your friend's feelings. Uh, so that's something to avoid. Also avoid the friend that responds with, Sympathy, like, oh, I feel so sorry for you, rather than empathy. Wow, that must be a really tough thing to go through. You know, must you must feel, yeah, really, that, that's hard, right? Or the friends who are disappointed in your imperfections. And... They're not able to show vulnerability or be open or show the parts of themselves that aren't so pretty because we all have them. So if we share our shame with the wrong person, 
that can actually make it worse. But if we share shame with the right person, then, then it can start to heal. So courage, think about that word courage, which is when we are brave and although we may be fearful, we step through our fear and do it anyways. So when I think of courage, well, the first thing that came to my head when I read this part of chapter one uh, was, was that guy that, that climbed up El Capitan with no equipment, no ropes, just climbed, free, free climbed, is that what they call it, free climbed, up this giant rock and had no fear. Or maybe he did. I don't know. But he did it, right? He, he did it. I'm sure he practiced, like B'nai Brown saying, practice connection, courage. I'm sure he practiced his courage till he got to that point where he could climb up with no equipment, free climb. Amazing, right? So it also takes courage to show parts of yourself that are imperfect like if you have a goofy side and you're like, I want to be goofy, ha ha ha. And then someone judges you for that. They're like, you're not really that funny. That's when we feel, oof, that shame, that I'm not good enough feeling. So it takes courage to show the sides of yourself that are different or imperfect And the next word we're going to focus on is compassion. Compassion for others, but also compassion for ourselves. Compassion for ourselves can be a hard thing because we feel feel like we're giving ourselves a pass. Like, it's okay you did that. Don't worry about it. But true compassion is like a motivating coach. Like if you think about the best teacher you've ever had or the best sports coach you've ever had, if you ever played sports, what were their characteristics? Did they yell at you all the time and tell you to run harder and that you would never amount to anything and that you stunk and that was like uh, really motivating? No, probably not. If you had a really motivating teacher or coach, they probably encouraged you to dig deep. Or if you were struggling with something, practice it and practice it. And every time you'd get better and every time you'd learn a lesson. And that is what self-compassion is. It's not saying it's okay to do wrong things. It's saying I need to learn from my mistakes and not beat myself up, but how can I do better in the future? And how can I love myself well learning. So this goes into the next point, which is boundaries. If we do love ourselves and we are in tune with what we need, then we have to set boundaries with other people. And B'nai Brown says that the problem with, or the greatest fear, I guess, the greatest fear of setting boundaries is holding other people accountable. So we have to say again and again, this is not okay with me. Please don't do this again. Please don't talk to me this way. 
please respect my space, or please, I need to connect with you more. So these boundaries we set with other people are really important for connection because if we let people walk all over us or we set too strict of boundaries and we don't let people in, then it's hard to connect. So being compassionate with ourselves and with others is important. And also with boundaries, we have to keep ourselves accountable and not blame others for our discomfort with setting boundaries. So again, take accountability and not not going into the blame game. Connection is our last word of the day. And connection is birthed from the deep connection and trust that we have with other people. A connection is an energy that emits among people when they are perceived as seen, heard, and valued. So if you've ever told anyone something very personal about yourself and they understood, then you feel really connected with them and you feel like they get you. Now, in order to connect with other people, we have to open up ourselves to them and see how they handle it. So for chapter one of Gifts of Imperfection, I'm just going to go through the main lessons or key points before we go into the questions for the workbook. So the key to courage, compassion, and connection are practice. If you don't know the skills how to connect with someone or empathize or be vulnerable, then it's hard to do these things. And it's okay if you don't know the skills. There are ways to learn the skills. Anyone can learn the stuff. It just takes practice and more practice. Number two key point. We improve at courage by being courageous. We learn compassion by being compassionate to people. And we become great at connection by reaching out to people. There's no rocket science to it other than practice. Again, Bene Brown says practice, practice, practice. Sometimes being courageous is scary. So we have to get through that fear to do it. And every time you might feel fear. And that's okay. If you practice, you can get through it. Point number three, shame thrives in secrecy and hates to be shared or revealed. Point number four, telling your story to the wrong connection will worsen the shame wreckage. So share with the connection who has won the right to do so. Again, testing out friends and people in your life to make sure they're the right people by giving them little stuff and building up from there. And point number five, Compassion is a mutual relationship between equals and can only really be practiced when it's recognized and shared humanity in our shared humanity. Yes, our shared humanity. We're all human. We all make mistakes. We're all imperfect and we're all quirky. I think so. Some people are really good at hiding their quirkiness. I am not, but other people are. 
but I think we're all quirky. Okay, so what are her questions in the workbook? So I'll let you think about these. And number one is how do you recognize shame when it occurs? So since we're doing a workbook together, I'm going to answer that in my own words. I think personally, I recognize shame when I want to hide something, not share it, pretend it didn't happen, or I feel it physically in my body. And it's a strong reaction. Her workbook question number two, what are the physical symptoms of shame to the best of your knowledge? So think about that when you felt shame. What are the physical symptoms? I feel like my whole body gets on fire and I kind of want to, my stomach hurts and I I just feel like heated up and twisted in my stomach. It's kind of like this black rock that sits there. It's pretty, pretty awful. Workbook question number three. Does setting up boundaries affect connection in any way? Does setting up boundaries affect connection in any way? So my answer to this is, I think in the long run, it helps connection. But maybe at first, it disrupts how things used to be, especially if you're changing the boundaries in a relationship that's already established. So if you're doing that, it may disrupt things at first, but in the long run, I think it's super healthy and helps us connect in a deeper way because you are telling the person what you need and holding them accountable for it. Hey, I need more space or I need alone time or I need more connection with you. I need us to set aside an hour every night to connect and because I love you and I want to be close to you. So I do think it it helps that connection. Okay, workbook question for goals. What does it mean to live and love from a place of worthiness? So think about that and What does it mean to live in love from a place of worthiness? I think this means that you you love yourself, imperfections at all, right? Like, obviously, everyone has things they get frustrated that they do about themselves. But to accept them and say, hey, I'm good enough even with these faults and imperfections and that I am worthy because I'm here and I'm human is... A wonderful statement to tell yourself. Okay, goal question number two. How do we embrace our imperfections? Again, recognizing that striving for perfection only makes things harder on us, worse. We can't learn lessons from that place. If we're perfect all the time, we would not have to learn anything because we'd never make a mistake. But learning and growing is a beautiful thing. So to embrace mistakes and say, great, here's a learning opportunity. So it's reframing those those thoughts instead of, I made a mistake, I'm so stupid. Great, I get to learn something and improve. And hey, I'm going to make a mistake in the future again. And I'll have that great opportunity. 
Okay, goals question number three. How do we promote what we need and let go of the things that hold us back? How do we pr promote what we need and let go of the things that we that hold us back? So I think the first, for me, the answer is the first thing to do is to know what you need and to communicate it with someone in a way that's non-threatening. So instead of demanding things from people, I need this, this, and this, and you better give me this or else. It's like, I have this need. I have this hurt inside of me. And expressing it in a way that's a request and not a demand. And then letting go of maybe old beliefs about ourselves that are holding us back. You know, maybe I, I think of myself that makes someone that makes mistakes all the time, but the truth is I probably make mistakes just as much as anyone else. And that's okay. So letting those things go. Question number four. How do you intend to be kind but firm? Ah, what a beautiful balance, kind and firm. So to me, that, that talks about boundaries again. So by understanding our own needs and what we need from other people or what, we, what boundaries we have, and we can express those in a compassionate way, but also hold people accountable is, is what I think that means in the workbook. Paint a perfect picture of how life will be different if there was less anger, finger pointing, and blame, but more accountability and respect for setting boundaries. So how would your life look if you were less angry, you didn't blame others, but you took accountability and you started setting your own boundaries, being compassionate and courage. How would that look? What would that look like in your life? Stop blaming and taking accountability. Question number six. How do you intend to set boundaries without affecting connections? Again, I think that can be a tricky one because people are afraid if they set boundaries, people won't love them anymore or they'll reject them because they're not meeting the other person's needs. But the other person should ex express their needs and set their boundaries as well. So maybe if you're in a relationship where you're struggling with that, you ask them to do that with their boundaries as well. And then question number seven, what role has techn technology advancements played in hampering connections and what is the way forward? Great question, Benet Brown, right? We all have these phones, devices, everything else, and our connection has been hampered from them. And we are talking on social media instead of maybe in real life. We, you know, can hide behind a computer and say things rude to our family members who disagree on different topics. So... How can we get our humanity back and truly connect with people and hear them and listen to them before they listen to us? 
So that is the end of chapter one. And we're going to go through all the chapters on Workbook Wednesdays in the future to get through this lovely workbook. And I hope you join me because I think we all can be more compassionate. I know, you know, I struggle with some of these things like boundaries and being vulnerable. It's hard. Um, So hopefully everyone has a lovely, lovely week and we'll see you next Wednesday. Have a good one. Bye.